What a great day to be alive. You know what it's better to do right now? Listen to the True Dreamers podcast, episode 37. Let's get right into it. Doo-doo. That was, that was corny. I don't like it. Dude, let's do it again. Let me make it sound better. I thought that sounded great. It was corny. At this point, let's just get the podcast going. No. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was so bad that it was good. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely being serious. It was so bad that it was good. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the True Dreamers Podcast. I'm your host today, Isaac, here with my beautiful, handsome man. This time, we have an extra handsome man. If you were here last time, you know that I was here with Philip and Joaquin, two of my greatest best friends. But today, we also have one of the other great men right here, Juan. He is one of our other best friends, and he's amazing. He's really cute out of all of us in the group. I thought you were going to talk about me, dude, with my freaking glasses indoors. Heck no. (laughs) My freaking shades, Juan is the best-looking man out of all of us. Okay, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> I love my friends. <laughs> As you guys can probably pause. tell by the you intro. Give that a pause real quick. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Go. <laughs> by the intro, you can tell I love my friends, and I appreciate them a lot. Yes. Today, we're going to be kind of adding into a little bit of what we talked about last time. Not necessarily the exact same thing, at, um, but if you were here last time, if you weren't, go listen to it. But if you were here last time, we talked about finances and uh, credit, all that good stuff. Again, go listen to it if you hadn't already, but... If you're uh, coming back to listen to us or new, that's why we intro uh, intro every single time, just so you can get to know us a little bit better and uh, feel the energy for today's podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about kind of goal setting, taking the initiative, initiative and actually doing the work, like starting and saying yes, but instead of just saying yes, actually doing it, turning a thought into action. Right. And the reason why I mentioned this last episode is because I feel like a lot of the times when someone you know, comes across our podcast, our platform, or maybe even our TikTok or YouTube, they click on True Dreamers, and they're like, who's these, you know, sometimes three or four kids talking, and why am I listening to them? Like, what value do they have? Like, why is my time worth listening to them, right? And this is why I wanted to, we wanted to make this episode about, you know, just taking actions, uh, kind of just giving it a background and getting a little more closer to the, you know, the people you listen to behind the microphone. So we're going to give a little bit of backstory of like how we came up, how our how we came up to be the people we are today, whether it be, you know, industry wise, our job opportunities and even like mindset wise, where we stand, how our thought processes are from, you know, thinking about an action and then actually doing it and following along with it, goal setting, all that jazz. So, you know, I think it's going to be a really good episode. Hopefully you guys can actually get really involved with us and connect with us and build some similarity yeah i think a lot of the times like why people uh, like i think to myself like why would people want to listen to us like in the grand scheme of things like i know who i am i know who you guys are like i believe in me and i believe in in you guys and that's honestly all that matters but Mm -hmm. why should you listening or watching us believe in us well it's because we also had hard times just like everyone else we've also gone through things and we felt certain things like depression anxiety but we didn't let that stop us we didn't let that anxiety and depression and all these sad moments in our life ruin us having goals and dreams. I mean, all of us right now are not necessarily successful in the way that most people would probably look at success, but we are well on the way there and we are starting paths in our lives and we understand that we chose the path less taken and we're doing the hard things that other people don't want to do. We're not just doing things because it's the way society thinks we should do it. We're doing it because we want to do it, 
and because we want to actually do better than the last generation that is here because we understand that there is a curve and we are going to fight the curve during today's times at least I love that that was very well said wonderful so okay I know you kind of wanted to focus on this idea a little bit more so I think you should uh start this off kind of get the podcast going of course because I, I feel like since it was your idea you probably have a a better 100%. way of saying this yeah. yeah 100% so Isaac actually mentioned this not too long ago and this was off air but I'm gonna bring this up again um starting where I came from I'm not gonna go all the way back we're not gonna go to one years old but where I came from let's just uh jump ahead let's go high school times high school my motives were uh talking to chicks <laughs> Women. Uh, playing football, you know, it didn't really care about what I was going to do for the rest of my life. It was just, you know, living day by day, uh, going with the crowd, what's popular, what's cool. And, uh, you know, at the at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of kids build that mindset. And it's it's hard to really grow out of that at a young age because that's what everyone else is doing. But, um, yeah, that's that pretty much sums up high school. I kept that mentality until I graduated. I actually ended up graduating early, but I kind of like hit a, I hit like a brick wall, and it was to a point where I'm like, hmm, I'm actually sad. I don't know why I'm sad, but you know, I'm just getting a little depressed. Maybe it's because of all the BS that I'm keeping up with. You know, like I said in high school, all I got involved with was drama, girls, football, blah blah, and this kind of like, it honestly distracted me from real world scenarios for example i was just focused on what's the next drama what's the next news and i wasn't worried about hey what's the next you know goal that i want to set for myself what do i want to actually do in life at the time i was working in a sandwich shop here locally uh i'm gonna say numbers i'm not scared to say numbers i was making like 13 no it was actually less i was making like 11 bucks an hour dude (coughs) excuse me yeah so that was me I'm going to try and sum- summarize this a little quicker than I have done before because we got four of us here. But that was me uh, a year after high school. And then another year passed, and uh, I just really got into building myself, building a foundation for myself. At this time, uh, my saving grace was actually the gym. And Isaac's the one that actually introduced me to this because he was getting really into fitness, and I noticed him making some gains, and I was like, you know what? It looks really nice, dude. Like, I want to, you know, set a, a goal for myself and build from there. So all that depression, right, all the anxiety I was feeling from having no direction in life and not knowing what to do, I kind of just let it all loose in the gym. I started really focusing on that. I made a plan for myself. I got my meals right. And like I said, it was kind of like my saving grace, so I started to build from there. And um, just the simplicity of setting a goal for yourself and achieving literally grains of salt week by week and, you know, gains, whether it be physically or even mentally, like instead of, you know, pushing the 11th rep on the bench press, I was able to push 12 and 13. You know, obviously that's also because of muscle mass and stamina, but I believe it's also very uh, a mindset thing. And I think that mindset alone in the gym kind of unlocked the door to more opportunities later down the road, which I'll get to. But I think the main thing to pick out of that whole entire story is how I decided to set a goal for myself instead of just drowning in the sorrow, which, you know, I don't, I'm not on social media anymore, but what I used to see is a lot of people 
become very victimized to, to say today's society and by doing so they just fall into that trap and they're just like my life's going to shit and i see all these other people's life going into shit so i'm just gonna roll with the tide right i'm gonna go do just that i'm just not gonna care and you know they just let all that hatred all the anxiety all the depression i'm just burrow them dude and they just get into this little ball but uh yeah like i said one thing that really helped me was just finding something to let go of the depression the anxiety and just finding a sort of meditation really and then from there i um i will say i do think it's like that goal that led me to my next goal which was getting out of that that job dude i just felt stuck there I ended up switching for those real listeners that already know my story. I switched to the construction route and I started doing that. It was going good. I had to start from literally the ground. I started picking up a shovel. Uh, I won't get into exactly what I was doing because you guys are going to be like, oh, wow, that's I don't even know what it is. But <laughs> I started with a shovel and then I leveled up uh, into an operator, you know, heavy operating heavy machinery and such. And obviously that comes with more money. I started with a shovel 16 an hour and then operating I got like 22 and honestly the biggest thing I just want to take from this whole story is just the mindset man it, it's push 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 it's keep going keep going keep going turn all the depression turn all the, the anxiety into action man turn it into turn it into almost fear but in a good way like think about if I don't achieve this, I'm going to be that same kid when I was 16, just getting involved with drama, getting involved with all the distractions that aren't going to improve my, my way of life and my mentality and my future for my kids. I, I just, my mind, I'm an overthinker, so my mind goes on and on and on. But yeah, that mentality stayed. And I can say now, very gratefully, that's the main word I want to take from this. I'm just turned 20 uh, a week ago 19 to 20 and now I'm actually in a good spot uh, financially mentally physically um, I'm glad and grateful to be the person the way I think and what I'm doing right now I went from a kid making literally $11 an hour at a sandwich shop and now I make $50 an hour as a gas operator in construction um, I still the reason why I bring up numbers, and it's because, obviously, if we compare it to the average, I'm above average. And I say that in the most grateful way possible. By no means am I better than anyone else. There's people that are certainly better than me in different industries, but that's just what I do, and that's what I take pride in. But what I'm saying with this is just I made it to where I am today, and I feel like if you take similar steps mentality-wise and set, set goals out for yourself, and bet on yourself to improve, you will do just that. And like I said, the proof is in the pudding. I came from that kid to where I am now, and I can see the road clear as day in front of me, and I'm just so excited for what the future has for me, uh, the way I think about it too, and I talked to my, my lady back home about this. I was like, I accomplished a lot in the year, you know, age 18 to 19. What is there to accomplish 20 to 21? And I think about this and I'm just like, what it's, I almost think about it as like a video game, right? Like what levels, what achievements can I unlock at this early stage? How can I set myself up for the, the ages coming up? And then um, I'm not going to lie. It does. F 
get get some fear and it does uh get me anxious at times because i'm like what if i don't make it to the standard that i set myself but at the same time i turn around look myself in the mirror slap myself across the face and i say no you bet on yourself when you're 16 you bet on yourself when you're 17 18 19 bet on your goddamn self when you're 20 so this is what works for me and i strongly advise you guys to just do the same man strive out for greatness don't be average. If you have that goal just in the back of your head and you're scared of what people are going to think, you're scared about failure, dude, just take action because that's the only way it can become a reality. And that's my story and that's where I am now. And just know that there's, I'm coming for it all. I'm coming for the gold. I think one valuable thing that you kind of mentioned but didn't really directly mention is perspective. So not only did you grow a lot like physically, and like in your jobs like leveling up in a sense in your uh, field but mentally and emotionally you grew a lot as well all of us did yes you know i think that's more valuable than just the paycheck i mean yeah you went from 11 dollars an hour to 15 but you also went from thinking that like all these different societal kind of norms to kind of taking a more what people think like rebelish route is of a no, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm not going to go to college because my teachers and parents want me to, and I'm not going to get in this rat race. I'm going to go do things differently, and I want to make a lot of money so I can invest a lot of money and in the long term be where I want to be. Exactly. There's a lot of other growth that happens to do with that. It's not just money, but yes. we, grew, yes. we grew a lot mentally. Right. When I want to go back to perspective, for, or I want to go back to perspective for a minute because when you mentioned like anxiety and depression, I think a lot of people view anxiety as a really bad thing because we've been told that it's a bad thing. We've always been told when we grow up that that feeling, oh no, your heart's racing, you're sweating, you're turning all red and you're nervous. You have anxiety and that's a bad thing. The thing is we're just told certain things when we're younger and we start to believe them because we have no other choice. Yeah. Right. When you start to switch your perspective and look at life a little differently, a more positive way, you start to view that these things are really wrong. These people that told you these things are bad aren't as bad as you think. If you really think about it, the feeling of anxiety and the feeling of being really excited about something are the exact same feeling. And, and if you don't believe me, just note this next time you feel one of these feelings. Next time you feel anxious and the next time you feel excited. Excited, my bad. What are the feelings that happen? Well, let's see. One, your heart starts racing a little bit faster during both feelings. You start getting a little what we feel is nervous in both feelings and you start getting a little sweatier in both feelings your body starts warming up where i'm going with this is that if you look at anxiety in this perspective your heart starts racing you start telling yourself oh no something bad's about to happen instead tell yourself oh something good's about to happen my body's preparing myself for an event oh my hands are getting sweaty and i'm starting to get warm this is bad i'm getting nervous no tell yourself hey my body is warming up because i'm about to do something and my body needs to be warm in order to function properly all these different little tweaks and uh th yeah these tweaks you could do to these feelings is all you really need you've been told that it's a bad thing and that's why you think it's a bad thing but I if you just start to tweak those right. little perspectives a little bit and like hey no this actually isn't bad like this is good like yeah i feel nervous but i think i'm mistaken the feeling for a negative feeling because that's what right. i've been told Perspective in life is key. Sorry, I'm going to let you no, go. You're good, you're Perspective good, in life is key because it's going to lead you to think certain ways that you didn't think you could ever think. And it's going to lead you to kind of counteract, counterthink everything you've been taught. Excuse me. 
you can't go through life thinking that everything is just going to be negative and that you're going to fail. Looking at life as like a blessing and every day you're alive is a wonderful day and those hard times are good things. Once you start to have that perspective on life and everything, everything just is way more enjoyable. You way more grateful and I think you actually go further and you make a lot more steps in life when yes. you start to switch your perspective to a more positive one. And really use those failures as a learning experience, man. Like we've said this on a podcast before, when it gets scared to jump, that's when you got to jump. Like these past two months for me, and I'm pretty sure as well, these guys next to me have been pretty stressful. I mean, for me personally, just like getting ready for the academy, academy um, stressors uh, to skydiving. Like I had anxiety and I got stressed out skydiving, but like still you just got to make that jump instead of telling myself this is going to be a bad experience. I'm going to die. I was like, okay, it's going to be a fun experience. I'm about to yeah. do something that's like a once in a lifetime type of deal. Or like compared to the academy, like where I'm about to do this drill and I caught myself shaking. Literally, I looked down as I'm next in line about to do this drill and I caught myself like shaking as I'm about to grab this freaking hose. I was just so nervous because about the stress I was about to put my body into, but yeah. I had to do it. There's no other way. I just tell myself I, I got this far. There's no, there's no, giving up but there's no quitting now it's right. all perspective and but i want to i want to lift up this word for a second I, i'm so glad you touched on this perspective isaac said it perfectly and i want to kind of backtrack to what he said about the whole anxiety depression thing as well it's very easier said than done and i want to talk to you know mainly for the viewers here and it's it, you get into some murky waters here because you can also go into like for those people who aren't really too sure about themselves as a person and their perspective i mean it's easy to say hey just you know change your perspective and you won't have anxiety you won't have depression when at the flip side you have these doctors and clinical studies saying i'm clinically depressed i'm clinically um i clinically have you know anxiety, anxiety attacks which which is a real thing i'm not going to sit here and say oh it's probably just big hocus pocus blah 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 i would i'd sound ignorant and i wouldn't be taking your feelings for consideration but what i'm saying is Think about the two options that you do have. You have one option, which is, which is to try harder. Try harder to find things that genuinely make you happy, that take that feeling away. And maybe you can even take that feeling and just use it for better, like Isaac was saying. Understand the difference. Or option B, what is it? What is option B? You literally just sit in your pity. You sit in your despair. And you just watch the world crumble and fall apart around you. I mean, it's either try or do not try. And... For me personally, and I hope I can preach this to you as much as possible, try, try, and try again, whatever it is, even if it's trying to wake up in the morning and make yourself a healthier diet, even if it's trying to get up out of bed because your anxiety is so bad, try and try because option B is failure and do not get stuck in failure. It's unfortunate to see all these people wake up every day, swing and miss, and then they just want to give up. And the one thing that they're looking at is they're trying yeah, they're trying, they're trying. Wow, I'm listening to Joaquin, I'm trying. But nothing's happening, so, like, he must be wrong, and I'm just going to keep being depressed. I'm going to go back to my loser life that I was already living, you know. But instead, you could be looking at it like this. I swing, I miss. Okay, now I know not to swing like that again. Let me swing again. Oh, I messed up. Can't swing like that again. Let's try swinging this way. Exactly. When you, it's Everything in life is perspective. I know it's hard, and like Joaquin said, it's a lot easier said than done, but we've been there. I've done that. I've went from, I honestly, I'm openly willing to talk about things that I've been through in my life. I went from wanting to hurt myself to the point where I'm 
very comfortable with myself and I like making decisions that are harder and I, instead of looking at life as like a everything's a challenge in a bad way and that my life is so horrible that instead these things are blessings and everything quote-unquote bad that happens is a blessing and it's a lesson one example I like to use to kind of demonstrate this this um I guess way of thinking is that say you were in traffic for an hour you would probably be a little upset right at first like if it was something unusual uh, and you were traveling somewhere and the traffic happened to be an hour you'd be frustrated but if you sat there and thought to yourself what if I what if I had to sit through an hour of traffic every day would I really be upset or would it just feel normal and would I be okay with it every day the reason why I like to say it like that is because if you keep swinging and missing every day think instead of thinking about it as like oh dang messed up today i could have done better you could have looked at it as you know what i do try every day but instead of uh, failing every day i'm actually learning every day if you learned a little bit more every day instead of feeling like you wasted time every day your perspective in life and your emotion toward life itself would be a lot more in the positive direction right so kind of talking about myself like joaquin uh had mentioned we're going to kind of relate this back to our lives as a I'll start in like the middle school time, the high school area where I was really in love with soccer. And actually, when I think about it more and more, I realized this was kind of the root to everything. I genuinely really love soccer and I truly believe that I could have gone further than I really did. I love soccer and I went into high school loving soccer. Unfortunately, in soccer, not blaming anyone but myself, I fell out of love with it. I fell out of love with it because I just didn't have the passion for it anymore. I didn't connect well with it anymore in my teammates. I think having such a high feeling towards something and then completely losing it really started to kind of roll the snowball in a negative direction for me. I lost almost just something huge in my life and I had nothing else to back it up. I didn't really care about anything else other than that one thing. So when it did kind of get ripped apart again, not blaming on it. it is completely my fault that I I stopped playing soccer once I lost this thing I felt empty that emptiness led to just neglect in other areas of my life I neglected my friends neglected my family I neglected a lot of people and in, during this time I decided to make bad decisions nothing like really bad it was just more of not respecting the relationships that I was building I was taking advantage of girls. I was kind of taking advantage of friends, just doing all these things that normal people probably shouldn't do just because I had to find something that filled that gap and made me happy. One of these things later on in life, uh, actually, I won't I won't zoom in too far yet. I kept going through high school with this feeling. I know a lot of you guys out there might know either high school, someone in high school or you are in high school and you're like, oh, whatever. This is just every high school teenage depression and anxiety and honestly it probably was a lot of people feel that way but I took it to heart and I really let it negatively affect my life and this is why I'm telling you that that way you don't let it negatively affect your life I started to kind of feel a lot of hurt in my life excuse me a lot of other things with my biological father were happening at the same time and I just couldn't control a lot of the things that were happening during this time I actually found myself at my probably lowest bottom a point where I didn't think I was really gonna bounce I actually felt like I completely splatted when my grandpa passed not only did I lose 
the number one thing that like I felt was driving me to stay like alive, which was soccer. I also lost one of the most, probably the most important person in my life. The person who's taught me my most amount of morals, who has taught me the most valuable morals and lessons in life. The person who has spoke to me and probably still speaks to me. The person who completely just changed my perspective in life later on in life. When he was alive, I got to say I didn't really respect the time that I had with him, and I regret that. But when he did pass, I realized everything rushed to me, everything he has taught me, and the love that he gave my family. And I realized I wanted to be just like that, but better. I realized that I couldn't let him, his passing, affect my life. And I couldn't let his sacrifice that he made to bring my family to this country go unrecognized. So a lot of times in life, people would have this type of same situation. They lost a couple things in their life and they decide to go down a rabbit hole of just depression and hate and um, they take it out on other people. And I went through that phase. I did. I'm not going to sit here and lie and think that I'm all perfect and I just forgot about it. I went through the phase where I treated people really bad, like I mentioned. But one day, I, I still remember the day and I will never forget it, that I was sitting there drowning in my little sorrows, being a little crybaby about everything being a sorry ass freaking mother effer sitting in the shower and then I came to a big realization that what am I even doing why am I sad about these things not that I shouldn't be sad but like why am I going to sit here and just be sad my whole life am I going to sit here and regret not playing soccer my whole life sit here and regret all these things no I sat there and I picked myself up I wiped my tears off and I said this is it I'm done being sad I'm done being a loser. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to take my grandpa's name and I'm going to make sure as many people in this world know about it because that's what it meant a lot to me. It meant that much to me. And that's when I realized that I filled the gap. I realized that now my mission was no longer to play soccer, but my mission was to live up to this legacy that I felt had been completely taken away. I wanted to make sure that people realized that, at least in my family, that this wasn't a time to just drown in sorrow and to forget who he was. This was a time to celebrate who he was and keep the legacy going. He was a very positive person, and I'm going to keep that positivity. And he was a very inspirational person. I'm going to keep inspiring. All these morals that he taught me, all I want to do with my life is share them with other people. Because I feel like these morals and his powerful lessons and his why that he gave me, his why that he lended to me, can be shared with other people. The whole point about all this is that many people have a story. Many people have fallen down to the bottom and then they sit there and they drown in their sorrows. They sit there and don't ever do anything. They go through their life living the average life or even maybe even less and they end up down an even worse rabbit hole and do definitely things that they shouldn't do. It's all perspective. I had I made a decision right there. I could like Joaquin said, I could either keep crying and not try. Or I can try and make this into a positive thing. And that's what I did. I'm not the best at telling that story just because it's something that I don't really think of that often. And it's something that I kind of can't really explain every time. It's just a time in my life that I was definitely at rock bottom and I realized there's nowhere else to go but up. And guess what? If I was going to go up, I wasn't going to hit the moon. I was going to keep going. And not only am I going to keep going, but I'm going to keep going after I die. Because I'm going to make sure the people around me that I have touched 
Now I'm going to make sure that I leave a fingerprint on this earth. That way other people can keep going for me. It's never going to stop. Sometimes, honestly, I still look back at it as much as I would love to have my grandpa back in my life. I realized that that was probably the one and only thing that God could have ever done that would have got me to where I am now. And that's why I'm grateful for that. And that's why I know that I can't let that sacrifice go unnoticed. I can't just sit there and let that pass and cry about it. If this is what he had to do in order for me to realize something, then I'm going to make it very much worth it. Very worth it. That's a hell of a driving factor. I love it. Well, that's Isaac's story. It's a little bit of my story. Philip, Juan. Go ahead, go ahead, Philip. Oh, you want me to go? Go ahead. Um, I guess I'll just start off with like just a general life thing, but I've always been, at least how I've been brought up in my family and my, how my mom brought me up because I didn't really grow up with a, a biological father. Um, he wasn't around very much in my life. I think I've been told seven months into my life that's when he left. But, you know, then again, you know, there's there's three stories. There's my mom's story, my dad's story, and then obviously the truth. Because I'm not going to say my mom's a liar, but she could have skewed something to make it seem like she's a better person. But we're not going to get into that. But most of my life I've been brought up without a father. So my mom was kind of the like father figure and mother figure in my life so how she brought me up was to never depend on other people um that if i were to ever go through life without say like having a a significant other a spouse um that i would be okay you know how to take care of myself how to you know use the tools that she taught me you know morals um being a good person respecting others you know typical traditional things that people learn when they grow up you know respect your elders um work hard those kind of general things that's kind of what I was brought up on. And I would say that that kind of like got me throughout, you know, like my, my adolescence being, you know, through middle school and high school. I've always been, you know, I guess like that timid person that like just stays in their own bubble, doesn't really, I guess, associate themselves with other people and kind of like do my thing, stay in my lane. And I know a lot of you guys or a lot of uh, opinions on me is like I've always been a smart person. You know, I, I understand, I grasp things quicker, and I wouldn't say that, like, I'm smart or, like, you know, people are dumb, but it's just I grasp things better than, or quicker than than a lot of people can, because right. I think everybody can understand everything. It's just a matter of how quickly, you know. Be real, Philip. You have a higher IQ than everyone sitting here. No, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. <laughs> Intellectually, I would have to agree. Yeah, I don't know. I just, get, I just grasp things quicker. I, that's all I'll say. But... Throughout, because, like, of, like, my, I guess you could say intellectual kind of, like, advantage, um, I've always been the route of school, you know. I, it's been always imposed on me to go to school. Um, you know, school is the only way that you'll get a good career, you know. Go to college. Um, big thing for me is that, you know, being a doctor um, or a, a career that's, like, high-paying but requires you to do a lot of school. And, I've you know, I have definitely fell into that mindset that school is the only way, you know, like, it made sense like oh like you you know educated people like who go to school who have a degree are smarter than those who don't and obviously i've now realized that that's not the case because i even though it's a case for some people it's not the case for everybody not everybody goes to school comes out of it with you know like six figure uh jobs straight off the bat um you come out of it with six figures in debt exactly you know 
because school is not cheap. You know, some people, they get full rights scholarships. And, you know, if they, they make the best of it. And I, I really don't think that there's a way that they can really get out of it without some form of debt. And they have to pay it back somehow. And not all jobs guarantee that you get that income. But besides the point, that's what I was brought up on to go to school. So I've always, you know, looked at, you know, took care of my grades, always was, um, I wouldn't say straight A's because there have been times where, you know, um, I've kind of lacked in school just because I would say that I'm like a perfectionist. I like I want things to be a certain way, and if it's not a certain way, I kind of like don't want to do it or it's like, no, like if it's not this way, like I don't think there's any other way to do it. Um, so with that, like I kind of – and that's like younger me. So as I've grown older, as I when I graduated high school, I did the thing, you know, I like I said, I've always been an independent person, so I moved out. I moved down to SoCal, wanted something different. It was like a big, big change, you know, being in NorCal, being always with my parents, like moving out was something, I guess, major for me. And I'll be honest, it was not the best. You guys know um, that I was struggling down there. Like I had to work two jobs to make ends meet. Um, financially, I was not doing well. I mean, it was during COVID. So, I mean, certain opportunities were not, I guess, present. There was no reason for me to be down there, but I think it was a change that needed to happen um, because there was like, I guess it was like a, a learning experience in terms of, you know, being out of my comfort zone, kind of realizing that this is the real world, you know, like I can't like in, in high school or middle school, like you're kind of like, I guess, taken care of in a way because your parents have to take care of you, you know, like you're, you're surrounded by a certain environment. You kind of grow to. I guess like be comfortable in the environment that you're in. So obviously the the transition period for me was was very I guess hard, but it was something that needed to happen. And I guess my my changing factor or the fact that made me realize that I you know I could think differently is that um, it was like maybe six months into me being in SoCal, I the person I was living with was my cousin by like marriage, so it's my stepdad's I guess cousin's son but basically the the guy i was living with we we maybe talked one to two times outside of maybe asking for rent or you know to put something away in like in our kitchen but other than that um i sat there and he was talking to me about like how his career went like why he was in uh socal and what kind of led him to to do the things that he did and he straight up talked to me and he was like philip i know that you're a really smart person what are you doing here like I see the books on your desk. You're a smart person, but it, I see that you leave at 6 a.m. and you don't come home until maybe like 10 and 10 in the evening. So I know that's 16 hours where like I know you're not working one job. So I know you're struggling. And like, well, I mean, I pay you, right? And he's like, yeah, but like, is is what you're doing what you want to do with your career? And I'm like, not really. And he's like, then is do you need to be here for what you need to be doing? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, and you know, you don't have to be here anymore. Like, I'm not forcing you to stay here. I know it was like you wanted to experience something new, and I get that. But, you know, he kind of drove me to, to look at things differently. And that on top of, you know, being surrounded by you guys. I know that you guys had the uh, the HWMF mentality, the you know, the hardworking motherfucker mentality. And I kind of maybe grazed it over, but it really, I really just sat on it. And I'm like, what am I actually doing with my life? Like, what do I want to actually do? Like, is, is being uh be going to school for like psychology which is my major i've always 
love psychology, you know, learning about the mind, how it works. But in terms of like real world aspects, there really is not a big job outlook that will be a return on my investment. So yeah, I decided to, to just change everything up. I'm like, do I want to stay in school? And I think mm-hmm. I just stayed in school because obviously they, um, make my parents happy, but I'm wrapping up school soon. So, I mean, that's my end of the bargain. And then I kind of realized that I want to help people, but in the sense of, I, I never really understood what I wanted to help people with. That's why I chose psychology as my major, but I want, I re- now realize that money is something that I've really been interested in lately. You know, when we talk about finances, credit, talk about like the stock market, um, Oh, those kind of things like financial decisions you know money does run the world whether or not people want to believe it and it's about the decisions you make with money that will I guess deem you successful or unsuccessful um, so knowing that I wanted to help people and I'm interested in money why not come by both of them and become a financial advisor or that's kind of what my goal I guess like in terms of like a, if I were to keep working like a, an actual job for someone else to um you know, help people financially because I know that it wouldn't really feel like a job. It'd feel like I'm, you know, helping people that would otherwise like, you know, not have not have made like good financial decisions or they needed someone there to tell them like, hey, like right. you're not doing well financially and this is how you should be doing it. And if you don't want to trust me, I mean, I like, look, I'll give you my story and then tell them like, yeah, I was just like you at one point, but now I've done better and I want to help you, you know telling them that like they've had you know they uh, i have their best interest at heart because i truly do i really right. really don't want to see people struggle you know i think everybody has the capability of being successful to be happy to you know i guess enjoy the better things in life and make a better life for themselves and why should something you know like a terrible decision affect that here comes the word again philip that's mm-hmm. great perspective i love that mm-hmm. and i do want to clarify one thing especially for the viewers here uh, we're not saying and I really want to clarify this. Like, if I were to talk to the viewers right now, what do you want to do with your life? Answer me in five seconds. You know, I'm, we're not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what you can really pull from Philip's story is, like, have a roadmap. Try things. Keep trying. Like, even if it's not completely in the progress, still have a roadmap for yourself. Try new things. Get yourself in different opportunities. Like, I, I love Philip's story because you can just see his hunger in trying to find these new avenues. And whether it be school, whether it be, you know, bettering himself, he's still trying and bettering mm-hmm. himself. And I love that. I love yeah. that perspective. And we're not saying, you. like, knock school altogether because, you know, some people learn what they want to do in school. But I know that there's, on the other side of the spectrum, people go to school not realizing what they want to do. And they right, waste time, right, right. money. You know, time is valuable. Um, you don't get a lot of it. And if you waste it, you know, Think having a thought of what you want to do and not really acting on it or like just going along with it because you've been told to go along with it, right. you know, you're going to come out of it. And then that's where the people grow like, I guess, depressed or they try to seek things to, to fill mm-hmm. the void. And, you know, that's not, you know, that's not something that you should be doing if you're if you're not certain, you know, like go to school, maybe a year or two. Don't take it seriously as in terms of like that you have to do it. But look at it as like opportunities you can make connections and i wanted to touch on like connections that's kind of what um really like made a difference for me in terms of like jobs in terms of getting around the world is your connections who do you know how do you know them and what they can do for you right yeah, you're good and yeah. i think real quick i do mm-hmm. want to I, I know we're getting really close mm-hmm. on time yeah but I'll, i want to make this a little quicker i want to backtrack on your story real quick mm-hmm. and i've you can maybe 
have some similarity with this story, but we'll get to it. So backtracking on your life, you said you were raised pretty much without a father figure, right? Without a dad. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to other people and you can either agree or disagree with this, but I've talked to some people that experience the same sort of thing. And let's be real when it comes down to either the mom or the dad leaving, it usually is the father figure, right? And Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree on that. But I want to see, how do you feel? Because when I've talked to other people about that have, you know, sort of the same up upcoming as you, they feel as if there's this sort of empty block in their life and they almost feel like it's an insecurity with Mm -hmm. them. Like, why did my dad leave me? Was I not good enough? Like, Mm -hmm. was I the cause that they split up? Like, what is it? And I feel like that leads into a lot of what they explain. I'm not going to mention them, but what they explain is it leads into a lot of insecurity and confusion, especially in the older stages. And you don't really Mm -hmm. understand or notice them in the younger stages. So relating back to you, would you almost agree with that? Like, do you see an issue with that sometimes like think about it now i don't really think about it you know i'll try to make this quick i don't really think about it as much as you know the, the people that you've talked to like i i i sit there and i think you know sometimes like oh like why did my dad leave you know and i'm not gonna like jump to conclusions or if you know i've never been given a straight answer from my my mom or anything so it's not really something i think about too much i mean i do carry his last name still so i mean if anything I kind of don't want to because, like, why should I carry a last name of a person who wasn't a very prominent figure in my life? But I won't say that it would create an empty void. Or I, I, I guess, like, you could say, like, oh, like, maybe it should have sparked a fire in you. And in a way, not really. I don't really take my dad leaving as, like, a personal thing or something that should motivate me to, mm-hmm. to be a better person. Um, Actually, no, I'll take back what I just said. I do take my dad not being a part of my life as like a, a lesson like i'm never i'd never want to you know have a kid and be like the same thing that my dad was wasn't prominent leave no. him stranded exactly kinda, no yeah, like right. i never want to if i have a kid i know i have not like a, a, a not legal or moral obligation but i know that i had a kid because i made the decision to have one and i'm going to you know right. raise them the best i can if they don't want to follow my mindset that's completely fine. They're their own person. But as long as they have like a similar kind of like mindset, it doesn't have to be exactly me because you know, everybody is unique in their own ways. So I don't believe that um, they can have like similar mindsets, but like, like my kid is going to be my kid and I am my, I I think, I think we can all agree. I'm sure like it, it's possible. It's very hard that Mm -hmm. the mom can play both, but at the same time, a, a kid needs a father figure in their life. And I feel like, you know, maybe it can, it can lead to like what what your issue was like mm-hmm. the financial issues growing up and kind of like figuring it out. I feel like a father figure sometimes can help you with that, and he obviously relates to you a little more, especially in the in the stages where you're changing, your body's changing because mm-hmm. he is a man as well, so he can relate to the kid more. And I feel like you just miss out on a lot of opportunities, and it does suck. And you know, for those situations where they don't have that father figure, so I was just asking. Because, yeah, you know, I'm just curious how you know things are better. Um. I guess my life has a better outlook now that like I decided to change my perspective. And again, mm-hmm. it's perspective. How I look at different things. I look at things not in like one one way or two ways, but there's multiple ways to look at things. And you know, obviously, you can combine them and you know create your own outlook and use that to motivate or kind of drive your life. You know, not everything is one way or the other. There's a lot of ways you can look at things, and if you realize that, you can kind of you know like if you ever fall into a pit. You can, again, look at it as like, a, oh, like you've hit rock bottom. I'm going to stay in rock bottom or you can go up or, you know, you can go halfway and then find certain things, take another avenue, go left, go right, whatever it is. And 
whether or not like it helps you you know then you, it's not exactly. like you should take it as a loss you take it as something to learn from now you're at a different spot in your life than you were before but with experience so now you go a different route you know exactly i'd rather have you go left back back right forward 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 than stagnant 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 yeah, down, down, <laughs> yeah i'd down, rather down. have you do that exactly i'd rather have you do that and i know yeah anyways we're getting a little shallow time i don't want to hold the viewers here hostage for any much yes. longer we will conclude with our final story and i almost can say the best for last no i'm just kidding they're all great but juan tell them a little bit about yourself your thought your mindset your story well um first of all my story is um, pretty similar to joaquin's um with obviously its differences um but yeah, high school, I mean, super insecure, not insecure, but like no confidence, super shy. I was always in my shell. I was a skinny kid, um, not happy with myself. And then um, I ended up moving away from home, which is really rough because I lived in the area that I lived in for 10, 12 years before moving out to into the unknown. I mean, I was still a kid with a kid mindset leaving everyone I knew and loved behind and that was just really hard to to take because it was just a, such an unexpected move and really just opened my eyes and it was a a shell shock to me to experience a different part of the world and see a different culture and um just finish my high school my high school in a different part of the world um uh, but like during the move in the beginning, I was super depressed, um, really angry and upset. At, like, why did I have to leave everyone behind and really having a negative mindset until I found the podcast. I mean, Phillips mentioned it, the HWMF podcast, and it really changed the perspective of the way I saw the world. Um, instead of being angry and upset with everyone, I was like, you know what? This is a, a cool experience. I'm living in an area that I've never lived in, like a completely different culture. Like let's let's explore. Let's go see what this place has to offer. Let's see the opportunities, the people, the different lifestyle that this place has. And like, I don't just be oh, just to be like tell you guys, I moved to Hawaii, man. Like, and I was like upset about that. Most people would be like, "Why are you upset? You lived in Hawaii." And like, to be honest, away from your friends, your family, everything yeah. I knew, and just completely like threw me out there. I mean, yeah, I was with a sibling, but I felt alone. I felt mm-hmm. so alone, um, and it really just tore me down. And this is where kind of like Joaquin's and I stories kind of like is the same. We we found the gym, we built ourselves, um, and then I started finding people that really cared for me, and like I really clicked with people out there, and really started making friends, like friendships that I will always cherish and have fond memories of. Make memories out there, man really loved it towards the end and re- I just mm-hmm. wish I had like that mindset when I first moved so I could enjoy it more but I'm just happy I changed my mindset came back a completely different person um confident with myself happy and you know, I wanna, say, yeah I want to ask you this one because this is also sorry to cut you off but this ahead. is a little bit what I thought of my story you know how I mentioned like the whole levels and achievements thing yeah I almost thought about it maybe you can relate but as I got better in the gym I felt like it unlocked like achievements in my personal life and my mindset too like i would get stronger in the gym and it would also increase like my charisma oh, like yeah. be able to talk to people more or like have more confidence right oh, yeah. you almost agree the, the lesson under the bar is like probably a lesson that i feel everyone should learn when you're under that bar and you don't feel like you could do another rep and you do five more that shit feels great 
Not only does it feel great, but it's like, damn, I just took it to a place where I didn't think I could take it. It's like I just used something very negative and very scary into fuel, and I just saw something I didn't think I could do. It it hurts, but I kept going. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you actually kept going till you actually couldn't do any more leads you to do the same thing in terms of output in your life. And this lesson that Isaac just said is very reoccurring in my life. Um, it happened back in the gym. It continued to happen in the gym and just continue to push myself. So I just, we'll keep going. So I yeah, came sorry, back. go ahead. Um, so I graduated high school, COVID year and all that. I had no clue what I wanted to do. The world didn't know what was going to happen. I was stagnant. Um, I tried a couple of different avenues, did not go through it because I didn't like it. And I'm happy I didn't go through with it because I probably would not be happy with what I did. I mean, I love what I do right now. Um, but yeah, just to tell you guys, I was really close to signing up for the military. Last minute, got cold feet, pulled right out. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with life. I didn't want to go to college. I knew it'd be a waste of time because I didn't know what I want to study. And I was like, I'm not going to waste my time or money on that. Put myself in the debt for a degree that I do not want or care to have. Um, but I knew the serv- some sort of service was calling me. I just didn't know which one. I tried the military. It just it always felt odd when I was going through that process, but like I said last minute, I was like, "Yeah, this is what I'm feeling. I don't, I, I don't think I'm supposed to feel this, feel this way." So I pulled out, um, worked in the same sandwich shop Joaquin worked at, as well as Isaac. We all worked there together. Um, hit the hit the roof pretty quick there, um, moved my way up, just to get myself on my feet because I came back. Uh, went the same route as Joaquin in the blue collar world. Um, Joaquin went construction. I went into a lumber mill. And then this is where that lesson came where, like, Joaquin went, picked up a shovel. I went, picked up a shovel in the lumber mill as well. And I was like, oh, shit, this is real man's work. Like, this is this is not no little kid shit. I'm in the real world now. And then I pushed myself, got a promotion, went up as an operator. Some nights I thought, why am I here? Like, this is so hard and... I thought I couldn't give any more, but I just kept pushing myself, kept pushing myself, and then I said, "I, I don't want, I don't want to work here anymore. I want, I want to level up. What's, what's the next level?" And that next level for me was doing a fire academy. That took a year's worth of planning. Finally, do it. And I apply for that fire academy. That nervous, that anxious, that like, am I really built for this? There was only one way to find out. I'll either crumble. Or I'll excel. Let's see what it is. And I think one lesson we all learned in life that we could apply to all our stories is that the knight in shining armor ain't fucking coming. I got to do the work myself. And we all know that quote. The knight in shining armor ain't fucking coming. Mm-hmm. You're it, motherfuckers. You have to do it yourself. Boo-hoo. When you're sad to go to work on Monday, fuck you. Excuse my language. <laughs> you have to do it because no one else is going to go clock in for you. And you got to understand that. And that goes for everything in life. Another thing that I realized we could relate to in all our stories is that a lot of people try forcing success. They try forcing a mindset. And that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to show you that if you could just change your perspective in life into a positive one and start thinking things in a good way, your life will change without you even realizing it. All these good things that happen to us, this kind of like why like our why and um the kind of defining curve in our life just happened we all made a a choice that we did not want to live life 
the way everyone else wanted us to live it. We all made the choice that we wanted to decide how our own story was made. And at that point, life just kind of happened. The good started to come, and we just let things happen. Like I said, mine happened in the shower. Out of nowhere, I had a what-the-fuck moment. Everyone else here also had their what-the-fuck moment at some point in some way. The point is, it just happens. You can't just go out here and try to force what you think you want to do with your life. It just happens, and that's the only way I can explain it. It can't really be taught. The only thing that we could really advise you to do is look at things in a better way. Look at things in a happier way because life isn't sunshine and rainbows. It's going to suck. and You're going to do things you don't want to do. That way one day you can do things that others can't. You're going to talk to people you didn't want to talk to. That way you could talk to whoever you want later. And you're going to go places you've never gone. That way you can be places you've always wanted to be. And that's just how life happens to work out. And that's all I could really say to that. You have anything to touch on that, Juan? If you're not in the place that you want to be in life, it's on you. Like, life might happen. There's life things are going to happen, but it's how you react to them. You know, character is not you. It's about how you react to things that come into your life. You know, it's adversity. How are you going to handle adversity? Bad things come in your life. How are you going to handle it? If the good things happen, how are you going to take that good thing? Are you just going to take it for granted? Or are you going to accept it but keep saying like oh yeah like this is, this is a good thing but right. i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna you know let it affect me and like lower my guard like lower my standards no i to, still have high standards to touch on that further you said bad things can happen mm-hmm. bad things will happen <laughs> it's gonna happen it's yeah. gonna happen prepare than you for think it it's gonna happen. be ready for it yeah. and well, yeah. man, anything else to touch on because man this was a hell of an episode honestly all i have to say is that life is exactly what you're gonna make of it if you're gonna make it a big deal and a bad negative thing then it's gonna be a shitty life dude and i hate to say it, but it's gonna suck but if you go at it as you're gonna be the best person you could be every day and every day is a blessing and that you're just gonna win and you're gonna support your family and you're gonna do all these great things you got to achieve life's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be amazing exactly. you're gonna achieve a lot of great things it's gonna be awesome do you have something to say Juan? no just don't give up i mean there's been times as academy physical moments where i i came close to passing out those are the best points i mean it those breaking points it was make it or break it but i i don't think i've ever pushed myself that hard that like was one day i mean i'll just get into the story we're doing this duration drill and there was a bunch of events just back to back to back and i was at the top of this building with complete gear which is like 50 pounds extra added on me and I, I just want to make it pretty quick, but I was bending down to pick up a hose pack to put on my shoulder, and I'm like halfway through this exercise, and I have a buddy up there yelling at me to not give up, and I bend down to pick it up, throw it over my shoulder, and I'm about to go down these steps. And at this point, I wanted to give up. I was ready to throw in the towel and be like, I give up. I can't complete this. But he just kept yelling at me not to give up, and out of nowhere, I just he just completely zoned out. I got super lightheaded. And I thought, some, and I just like, I just got like super lightheaded, and I thought all I could hear was my breathing. I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to pass out. And I almost fell, caught myself, and I said, I'm taking this one step at a time. Everyone was yelling at me. I could not hear a single thing they were saying. It was just all like muffled in the background. Dude. And I just heard my breathing, and I was like, it was like my breathing was amplified, and I could just hear my thoughts. And it was just like, oh shit, just right. one step after right. another. And by the time I got done, like I finished everything. I was taking my they had to take the my 
SCBA, which is my oxygen in the backpack, just to a little quick explanation. And they started t- stripping clothes off of me, and I just like lay down and like was, was like, don't touch me. Like I was. <laughs> He was beat, dude. He was no. mentally, physically That's the, beat, dude. I've never pushed myself that. so physically hard and got to that point where I almost passed out. Right. Dude. I, I don't want to touch on this too much because it's going to be a two-hour-long episode <laughs> if I like. keep talking. But I will say, as cool as the come-up story will be of, I did yeah. it alone. I did it. I, I, you, I. You can't. You Someone's don't gonna have, have to do it alone, you man. You cannot. Mm-hmm. You really yeah, don't. I mean, I don't. I think you can. There's some people that you can do it alone. You don't at me. You can just at me. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But. but no, I'm being quite. I'm being quite literal here. You don't yeah. have to do it alone. If you need someone to talk to, build that support system. It's an old episode, but we made one. I think it's episode six or seven. We made an episode on support system. It's so important the people in the circle you surround yourself with because those that you hang with are the people that are also going to shape you. This is why. I say the friends I have are the friends I have because they push me. They continue to push me and strive for greatness. And I love you guys for that, by the way. You I know, love you too, man. it's you guys. You guys know. But yes. To end the podcast, I like to say that the power of one more is very valuable, as you can see. One day, you're just going to be, you're just going to tell yourself, one more day. One more day. Tomorrow might be the day. The power of one more, like Juan just explained in his story, one more step. One more breath is all he had to keep telling himself. Just one more minute can save a life. One more second could save a life in his career. Same thing in my career. One more just anything. Next time you're in the gym, one more rep. And if that that weight physically cannot go up anymore, then you know you've done enough. But the point is, one more of everything you do in life will always be beneficial. So to conclude the podcast, I hope that everyone has a great day. A great evening, a great night, wherever you are in this life. Appreciate life and uh, do one more. Hug your family one more time and kiss them one more time. Tell them you love them one more time because it might be the last. Can I you love kiss you guys. Me one more time? Always. <laughs> the point is, we love you and we hope that you have a great day and uh, we appreciate you. Please listen to the next episode and uh, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram. We post short term content. We're going to start posting long term content again in video format, hopefully. Hint, hint. <laughs> but just keep following along with us, guys. Um, we really appreciate you, and we want to see you guys win, and we want to we want everyone to follow along in the journey because we want to see your journey as well. So, thank you for listening to episode thirty-seven of the True Dreamers podcast. See you next time. Yeah.